Discovery is a funny thing. When something is new to you, you think it's new for everyone. The first lightning bug of the season. A baby goat. I never understood why someone shares a New York Times article with me, since everyone I know reads the New York Times every day, so of course I saw that. For everyone else that has moved to the country and experiences new things, though, there's someone who did it before us. They've experienced everything I have. They solved all the problems I have yet to have. They learned all the lessons I have yet to learn. In my case, there's a lot of these people. In fact, what I found is there's a train car full of them. I heard about the Empire Regulars from a former colleague, Karen, who I bumped into at the Rhinebeck Animal Hospital when we first moved up here. We had taken Nora for her first appointment, and Karen found me with my mouth, my mouth wide open, learning the price of the appointment, half of what it used to cost in the city. I was taking the train back and forth a fair amount for work, and she got me on the email list of the regulars who commute to the city, some of them every single day. The daily group emails were mostly about the track the train was leaving from, or if it was running late. Occasionally there'd be a plea about something left on the train, a hat, a laptop cord, once a smoked salmon plate. The Empire regulars all seemed to know each other well, and for years. They'd meet in the cafe car, there would be monthly birthday parties, goodbye celebrations for a conductor retiring. For five years I'd been a watcher, a lurker commenting occasionally on their email thread, but never actually showing up in the cafe car at the right time to say hello. Maybe it was the idea of joining them that I didn't want to shatter with the reality of meeting them. As you may remember from episode 30 last December, I happened to check my email on the way to the 547 train home one night when I realized that this train would have the most important gathering of the year, the Festivus train. So I popped into the liquor store in Penn Station, got a good bottle of wine, and after the train started running, I bravely walked into the cafe car. The spread of food and drinks across the tables was unbelievable. There were decorations up, and the crowd was terrific, and they were welcoming of someone new. One of the people I met was Dairo, who lives only a few miles from me, which is the equivalent of the next block in the country. I haven't been doing many recorded interviews, but this week I had a call with him to talk about his experience moving up here with his wife long before we did. Did he have a similar experience and see it the way I do? What does he know that I don't? A bit of both as you'll find out. We talk about moving to the country, making friends, and yes, chainsaws. I'm Matt Zucker and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. In earlier episodes, you've heard from our frequent guest Liz, my niece Becky, nephew Sam, plus a fan and a former local named Keith. But what about another city it, a professional city it, a vastly more experienced city it? It is the same as most everyone you probably meet up here. We, you know, my wife and I have purchased a, a property up here. We're going to be weekenders. And, uh, you know, we did the weekend thing for two years, you know, which, you know, we have an apartment in the city. We had the place here. And just one thing led to another. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I sleep so much better here. Or we grow a garden. Or if you have a pet, then it's home. And uh, after a while, we simply said, you know, we're spending more time here. And it just simply made sense. That's Dairo. His story is kind of similar to ours. We talked about a lot of things, including being mobile and remote for careers, how location is less of an issue nowadays, especially during the virus. We talked about Lyme disease and how it's a thing here. It's like the worst jet lag you could ever have, he said, but it's every day, all day, for a year. 
You got to check yourself every day if you've been outside. You shower before you go to bed. It's part of living upstate, we agreed. And you heard him on the moment they decided to go full-time. At some point, it just made sense. We talked about the Empire Regulars and what it's like to have a group like that. There's a group of like maybe eight or ten. And then we just throw in technology so we could create a Google group. Then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, um, for my birthday, I had 100 people from the train. Like everyone's from the train, not one person from the city. And it just happens. The Empire Regulars is so cool. It was my favorite thing to find out. It, it is, you know what, it is like a, it's like this support group, I think. There's community on it. You know, you meet people from all walks of life, right? And, you know, same, it's like, uh, like the way we met. That it's just, hey, so where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going out to Radcliffe. But it's like, there's no, like, what do you do? You know, like the standard New York City question. It's more, it's a, lot, a little more meaningful, a lot less uh, pretentious. It's simply, hey, so what keeps you busy, Matt? And, and it, from there, it just runs. Uh, so it is really nice, especially when the train's not running, bad weather, or you need a plumber. You can send an email out and say, hey, I just made recommendations. And all of a sudden, you start hearing from people who either been here forever or people who just moved here and they're just renovating their house. And it just makes it a lot easier on anything, on things that you don't know. I think people in the city underestimate how often you need a plumber up here. <laughs> Next, we covered the transition from city to country. And if you care about your life, you'll want to hear about this. What was the biggest change for you? To spend more time doing things for yourself or for your family, or, you know what I mean? It, that, that part of you really grows up here, I think. Um, you know, because in the city, you usually, you know, you have your job. So most, for most of us, it's a nine to fiver type thing, right? And then at the end of the day, you are like, oh, I'm going to meet friends in this awesome new rooftop bar restaurant. And that becomes part of your life. While up here, you're like, I always wanted to learn how to make pesto, you know, and, uh, and I am growing. It. So all of a sudden, you, you, whatever your passion is, the passion just races. It, it really does. Doesn't matter what you're into, all of a sudden something comes up and you actually have the time to do it because, you know, I mean, we have great restaurants here, but you start shifting a little more towards the things that you're passionate about. Then, as you all well know, I feel like living here has been a constant hands-on education. Was there anything new you had to learn how to do that you didn't know how to do when you first got up here? Like I had to learn about plumbing and I had to learn, well, I had to learn everything. Right. Uh, well, thankfully, I mean, you know, uh, I, I grew up in a, a, in a place where, you know, my dad was pretty much like teach me everything that I could possibly can. Uh, but moving upstate, it changes everything. You know, you, you don't, you know, all of a sudden, uh, I knew it was upstate when I had to go and buy a chainsaw. I'm like, wow, I have a chainsaw. You bought a chainsaw? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I have a chainsaw. It is a stupid thing, right? I mean, it's a chainsaw. Because but you need one or you wanted one? No, because, uh, you know, same like it was one of those winters on which we lost uh, several trees in our property. And either you can call somebody, but that's in the thousands easily every time. To, it's so expensive. To it is. If, you know, like my work, my, if I couldn't do marketing, I'll, I'll probably just start a tree company. Uh, it's, seriously, it's, it's expensive. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go. I got a chainsaw, you know, watch every YouTube video of how not to cut your arm, leg or face. You know, by the chaps, the helmet, the gloves. And all of a sudden, you know, now, I mean, I lost a, a 90 foot tree in front of my house. And I cut it all myself, you know, and, and I, I could have not done that 
you know, when I move back, uh, you know, upstate, there's no way I'm like, ah, uh, call somebody. There's no, I'm not going to do I that. I would totally hire you to take down the trees. <laughs> Dude. Perhaps the price of a real tree company. <laughs> not, not even, you know, I mean, it's not, not some potential. It's just simply like, if you have friends that tree fell down, like, you know, I'll do it right there. It's, it, that's it. I, I have the equipment and the care. You know, and you respect the, the tool and the tool respects you. <laughs> and I wanted to cover meeting people. I mean, meeting new people, especially a few decades into your life, is not easy to do, especially if you're in a new place. I did a whole episode in the first season on the four types of friends I have learned you need and six practical strategies to actually make them. They're also in the new ebook I just put out in chapter three, if you want to flip to it. Darrow validated a lot of what I've been preaching. There are tons of garden clubs. There are, if, if you like archery, if you like polo, if you like boating, if you, whatever your passion is, it's really easy to connect with people uh, in a more meaningful way than what do you do, right? So if you like beekeeping and all of a sudden you get beekeepers and then you start meeting all the people who have bee, bees. And it's really interesting how it works, right? In uh, our side, I mean, at least in my case, it's a train, just like we did. You know, we met on a train. You know, and, and I would say most, a big percentage of people who live up here, who work in the city, actually are people who I meet on the train. And I'll, I'll say, my God, 80% of the people that I know, I know from the train, just because it would be like, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, and it's like, where are you going? Uh, being up here, same, all of a sudden, if you start doing something in, in, in a meaningful way, meaning... Uh, hiking, uh, growing stuff in your backyard, all of a sudden it's the day you start seeing the same people at the supermarket. I'm like, oh, really? how are your tomatoes doing? <laughs> and and it, all of a sudden it becomes about, hey, we're doing something. Uh, why don't you come and you know meet our family or whatever it might be. Probably the most important thing I learned for you, dear listeners and future cityites, is that every house upstate comes with a pet. Hear this story. I didn't have a pet in New York City. We, my, my wife and I had a small apartment in, you know, on the east side. And uh, we, we actually got a dog when we bought our house upstate. It came with a dog. So we came to see our house. We were like, oh, this is great. We met the owners and they had the cutest puppy. He was six months old. And we keep joking like, hey, we'll buy the house. Well, you need to give us a dog. Ha, 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 ha. Of course we were kidding. Uh, and we kept this for, you know, I mean, a month of, you know, all the paperwork and stuff. We were like, okay, here's the deal. We'll buy the house. We'll give us the dog. Uh, and we were in our signing and everything. And, you know, you have to sign like gazillion pages. Initial, 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 initial. Last signature. I was like, come on, guys. Give us a dog and it's a deal. Ha, 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 no. Fine. We bought the house. Uh, this couple that were going to move down to the city uh, eventually moved to Europe. And then they call us a month later, like, hey, were you serious about the dog? You know, we end up having to stay in the city longer. And this dog is not meant to be in an apartment. And, you know, I had a dog. It, uh, his name was Rusty. And Rusty, best addition to my life, like, for everything that Upstate could offer, this dog was, like, awesome. Like, you can go hiking. And, you know, like, everything that happens in a movie with a dog, it happens. It was awesome, you know. And it was just simply part of being Upstate. I love that. Listeners can know that when they buy a house, they get an animal that comes with it. It could be, it could be a sheep, a goat, or a puppy. Uh-huh. 
free animals. What a life. Thank you so much, Dairo, for sharing your story. Excited to get more listener voices in here and people from the community. If you like this episode, please rate and review us in the Apple or Stitcher store. And if you have a question or something to share, you can send a voicemail message at anchor.fm slash There's a little voice message thing you can click on. Remember that Becoming a City at ebook is out, and you can find it and a link to Trucker Caps at gumroad.com slash Visit cityat.com anytime for more info and links. I'm Matt Zucker, and this has been an episode of City It. Come visit.